This is Need to Know. I'm Allison Beer. In this episode, Jennifer Stittert and I discuss the White House's priorities for higher education and what they mean for community colleges. This month, uh, during March, we've seen the White House lay out their priorities through a number of avenues. First was the president's budget. Then we saw the White House release their proposals for the Higher Education Act. And then most recently, the White House put out an executive order on free speech, transparency, and accountability. So Jennifer, can you explain a little bit, just from a high level, what the difference is between each of these proposals and actions? So when you look at all three of these documents that were produced by the administration, there's a lot of overlap within this. But I think the one thing to really keep in mind is that altogether, these these are largely proposals, um, with perhaps a little bit the exception, the executive order. the president's budget, a lot of times it's a bit misunderstood what, what this actually is. Uh, the budget itself is a proposal. Uh, nothing in it is binding. It is the administration's priorities for the upcoming fiscal year. So what happens is once the administration puts these priorities forth, um, Congress takes this document and this sort of begins their own appropriations process. So they'll hold hearings, for example, uh, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos was just up on the Hill discussing the administration's priorities in front of both the House and the Senate. So at this point, um, the congressional appropriators have to figure out what their appropriation levels are going to be and then consider these proposals in a larger context. Uh, Similarly, when we look at the administration's uh, recommendations for the reauthorization of the Higher Education Act, We see a lot of the same and similar proposals that were also in the budget. Um, These suggestions are non-binding. They will be considered as Congress goes and looks into doing the reauthorization of the Higher Education Act. Um, When you look at the executive order, obviously the big thing about this was free speech. Um, That was what was really projected in that. But beyond that, There are a lot of different policies that the Department of Education has already been working on. Um, It talks about data on the programmatic level um, in regards to completion rates, earnings, um, that would go into the college scorecard. And what the college scorecard is, is sort of the administration's consumer information tool for colleges. So a lot of these things are things that were already in the works or are proposals. So there's not a whole lot of binding items in here, but it shows the direction overall that the White House looks to go in. So you're really emphasizing that these are proposals and they're not necessarily going to happen. But if Congress were to take up any of these proposals that the White House has put forth, which of the proposals would have the biggest impact for community colleges? So it's interesting. I think You know, when you see the budget proposal year to year, it tends to largely be the same thing year after year. I mean, obviously, a big thing that we saw this this past couple weeks was the Special Olympics and cuts to the Special Olympics. Well, this wasn't anything new per se. This is something that the administration had in their budget proposal for the last three years. And Congress also hit them on for the last three years. So it just seemed to take a higher profile over the last last week or two. However, it was also not a, a binding suggestion. Um, One of the things, though, that was new that I found really kind of surprising 
in both the budget and within um, the Higher Education Act priorities is the idea that the administration supports risk sharing. This is the first time we've really seen the administration far out there on this, um, whereby they say we think that colleges should have skin in the game in regards to loan defaults. Um, there were absolutely no details on what they think that should entail. Uh, when Secretary DeVos was asked about it on Capitol Hill, she basically said, we want to work with Congress and we think this is important. Um, in particular, it was notable that uh, House or the Senate uh, Chairman for Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions, Lamar Alexander, he's also on appropriations. Um, when he talked to Secretary DeVos about it, he seemed very interested in the fact that they included risk sharing and said that this was helpful. So that sort of signals that as we go into HEA reauthorization, this is something that Senator Alexander is interested in talking more about and is interested in, in getting further details from the administration on what they'd like to see. The Republicans' reaction to risk-sharing proposals, what has been other responses from Congress on both sides of the aisle to the White House's proposals? So I think, you know, some of the things that they hit them on, and there were a lot of cuts in the budget, keep in mind. This was not a surprise whatsoever. So a lot of the things you saw them hit them on were the fact that the Pell Grant program was level-funded under all proposals that you saw out there. Um, one thing that was very surprising is that the administration made some large cuts to federal work study, um, which you didn't see a lot of folks talk about, but um, was brought up somewhat. Uh, supplemental Educational Opportunity Grant was zeroed out under the budget. Um, another proposal was whenever you look at direct loans that are issued by the federal government, there's both subsidized and unsubsidized loans, and subsidized loans are offered for low-income borrowers to help them with interest. Um, those were slated for elimination under both the budget proposal and HEA reauthorization proposal. So these are things that um, the administration took some knocks on uh, throughout the hearing process, and I think we'll continue to hear about, particularly from, from our sector. I mean, these are all things that community colleges really care about. So like you said, these hearings are ongoing um, and related to the Higher Education Act reauthorization process. Uh, do the White House's proposals have a big impact on where the HEA process goes next? That's a good question. I mean, I think in some ways, you know, the first reaction, obviously, from Republicans on Capitol was, thanks, we'll consider this. So detail level-wise, like, they weren't super detailed in what they want. Um, I don't think that a lot of the proposals were new, per se, or things that weren't already going to be discussed. Um, to some degree, when you look at the reauthorization of any large bill, you're going to want to give some concessions to the administration. The administration is going to pick some priorities they really want and they're going to push for in the bill, and I, I would expect that's going to be the case here again. One thing that we really like that we saw them pushing when Secretary DeVos went to the Capitol Hill and also what we saw as highlighted at the top of some of these proposals was the idea that Pell should be extended to short-term training programs. And this has been a real priority for community colleges um, and something that we've put out there. So it seems as though, as far as we can tell, this is something that the administration is willing to fight for when it comes to reauthorization of the Higher Education Act. 
Right. And so just to recap, we've seen three you know, proposals from the White House, the budget, their HEA recommendations, and also their executive order. What can we expect to see next from the White House for their proposals to start moving towards action? I don't know. <laughs> I would say this administration in particular can be a bit unpredictable, um, perhaps to say the least at times. So I think what you'll continue to see is them talking about the same proposals that are within the budget. Um, are they going to continue to really weigh in on the appropriations process this year heavily? At some point, maybe. Um, but largely, this is kind of what their role is earlier on in the process. Uh, from here on, you might see them kind of work behind the scenes with appropriators, but keep in mind appropriations is a responsibility of Congress, not of the administration. So it's a separate role here to some degree. When you look at the reauthorization of the Higher Education Act, certainly the Trump administration could weigh in on this, and we would expect that they would, and this is their first foray. Right now, the situation with that is that you have Senator Alexander, who's the chairman of the HELP Committee, which is HELP Education, Labor, and Pensions, and Senator Patty Murray, who's the ranking member on that committee, are having negotiations, bipartisan negotiations, to try to put together a bill. We don't know if this will happen. Things are progressing. They may fall apart. The idea is that we could possibly see a bill early summer. Um, that remains to be seen. I would have to think the administration is trying to weigh in where they can on what they would like to see in this proposal and offering assistance where that might be possible. One thing that we've seen recently is um, the president's advisor's daughter, Ivanka Trump, has been visiting with Senator Alexander. They've done some press about that. You've seen some tweets about it. Senator Alexander is very interested in the FAFSA, which is a very long form if you fill it out in its physical form. So uh, the president's daughter and advisor has been involved in some of Senator Alexander's work around shortening the FAFSA. So what's the best way for trustees to stay up to date on everything that's happening with the White House, Congress, HEA, et cetera? Well, the first way to do is to sign up for our law alerts. These are our latest action in Washington alerts. Uh, whenever something comes out that's pertinent for them to know, we put it out via the law alert. We try and keep them really short and up to date so folks don't have to read a whole bunch. Um, we continually update our ACCT Now website with relevant articles that are a bit longer and substantive in regards to that. Um, and additionally, I think we're hoping to start these podcasts in a way whereby we can weigh in a little more frequently in, in sort of a different venue of how folks can learn what's going on in, in D.C. and federal policy. Great. Well, like you said, Jennifer, things can be a little bit unpredictable. So we'll keep having these podcasts to let everyone know what's going on. Great. Thanks so much, Allison.